Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butt hurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Ahoy there, Marley Mates, and welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast. If you are listening to this episode on its premiere date, then you will note that it is indeed a very special episode. Why is this a very special episode, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. Excuse me while I whip this out. I'm going to talk to you about a series that I have in place that I took a page out of Weezer's book. As you all know from listening to previous episodes, Weezer is my all-time favorite band. And in 2022, they released a series of Seasons albums, all of which took place on the opening day or the very first day of each new season, where typically bands will release new music on specific days of the week fairly consistently. These dropped as they did. Play it where it lies. Whatever that first day of the season was is when these records premiered. And therefore, I'm going to reveal some projects that I have developed, a series of sculptures, all of which will premiere on the day of each new season. So Marley Mates, if you are listening to this particular episode on its premiere date, it will be the special Special release date of 21 December of 2023, the very first day of winter, which is the title of this upcoming piece that we're going to discuss today. And it is the second sculpture in the series of the seasonal pieces that we've already introduced autumn previously. And fun fact, it was actually the third in order that I created them because I did autumn, then spring, then winter, then summer. So I'm going to release these on the special day of when the actual date of the new season premieres. And so because it's a special episode, I thought I would start by also having a special guest in the studio today. So today with us, I'd like to give a a warm Marley Mates welcome to our special guest this week, the lovely Morgan Sweet Chesh. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the program. It is indeed morning right now. Yes. Thank you for yeah. having me. My pleasure. So it's it's great to have somebody 
Uh, we don't always have guests on the show, but it's always very special when we do. I feel special. You should, because, <laughs> you know, that's how most people describe this program is special <laughs> or touched. Sometimes people call it that way. Understood. Yeah. But let's talk about winter. This is, uh, you know, I don't do a lot of serious artwork, but I feel like this piece in particular is a lot more serious than most pieces that I have. And I'll describe it just ever so slightly. I mean, obviously, we're going to post pictures on the social meds so that people can check those out and see what she looks like. But I acquired a series of different mannequin pieces, and that's kind of how Autumn started. It was just like a kind of a torso, mid-thigh, through-the-neck uh, mannequin piece. And I enjoyed working on that, and I wanted to do more, so I actually went out on a search to find more. And I acquired a couple of different pieces at the same time, and this was one of them. And so this is actually just a store display, kind of that, only that front kind of hollow shell of a pregnant female bust. And so you can see, uh, again, it's also almost the same dimensions as, as Autumn was in terms of where it starts and stops because it's kind of mid-thigh and it goes up to the neck and it's just kind of that front, that front torso essentially but this one that's different is that this is a pregnant female mm -hmm. and initially I didn't have the idea to do a, a seasonal series of a seasonal uh, piece series set and uh, when I saw this I actually had something more sinister in mind because my head normally just gravitates towards Halloween and horror and I thought I would do something a little more obscene. And I actually started to acquire pieces for this. I bought a foam head to uh, add a head to it. And then I also bought just like a plastic baby doll, just a very basic baby doll. And as you can imagine, I was going to have the, the doll kind of protruding from, from the pregnant belly area. And I thought that was just kind of too obvious and too on the nose. So I decided not to do that. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I am. I am too. Because I ended up doing uh, a whole lot more. And Agreed. It, it kind of ended up being a lot more serious than I expected it to be. So I attached the head. And it's somewhat of an elongated neck because the, the neck itself on the original torso has a, a good amount of length to it. And then I extended that by design intentionally to make it even longer. When you look at it, it doesn't necessarily seem as obvious that it's a longer neck, but it, it is indeed a longer neck. And then with the baby, I actually decided to attach it. I removed the arms and legs and head, and I didn't use the, the baby's body at all. I just kind of trimmed where it's actually attached through hot glue and other methods, and then I used paper mache to to kind of solidify that and I actually made it as if it was over the heart of where the heart area would be and made it as if it was part of the entire piece where the whole color scheme it, it's all part of the of the one solid piece it's not like a mother and a baby it's actually just kind of attached as one and then Outside of that, what I did to embellish the entire piece is that I used foam sheets, which I've used in other sculpting methods before, 
to create what looks like just sections of metal. Like, and then I use these faux peel and stick pearls to imply that they are rivets. And so it's almost like this giant metal steel type sculpture and it's all completely plastic and foam. Mm -hmm. And then the paint job is what kind of ties it all together. The rivets extend all over the entire piece. There's a heavy emphasis of like kind of those met that metal patchwork on the right breast and then up the neck and onto the face. And then it's tied together at the top with a series of different purple, white, green flowers and, and leaves and so forth. The color scheme of the entire piece is that of metal. So I used a lot of very significant layers of browns and and just other metal colors. I actually used some testers enamel uh, silver. And that's something that I, I don't typically use a lot of because they're used for model cars. I typically work in acrylics, but that really helped to make it pop in certain areas where it shows the metal coming through. And then different layers of bronzes and some other like kind of a, a flatter silver. And it's just very weathered and dark. And then I used teal acrylic to give it that patina in certain spots around all the rivets and in different areas. On top of that, I let the, the silver paint drip in spots. And to embellish the piece, I wrote some graffiti looking text on the left hand side originally in Sharpie and then again I went over it in a silver and white paint marker and it says she was so lovely in the moonlight that even the stars wanted to know her name and I just came across that online and I just thought that was a powerful statement so I wanted to incorporate that somehow I don't know who the author is I certainly didn't make it up but I thought it was clever and, and just appropriate lastly where the baby is kind of uh, in the center of that and then also over where the heart would actually be on a person, there's the image that I used that is tied through all four of the seasonal pieces, is that of a broken heart that's layered and then stitched back together. It's stitched over top, so it almost gives like a graffiti element as well to what appears to be this metal structure. And that is the piece. So it's it seems very simple, like there's not a whole lot going on when you look at it, but at the same time, there's a ton going on. Yes, there's definitely a lot going on. I should stop talking so you can start talking. <laughs> um, well, I consider myself an original Marley mate. Yeah, yes. founding member. Founding member, yes. Oh. So I had seen a lot of your pieces that you had talked about on the podcast and things that you posted on social media. Um, but winter was definitely different for me. That's uh, kind of an understatement, but she's certainly special. Um, I think what um, was going on at the time, a little bit ago, I was going through some stuff and things and was having a difficult time. And you being the kind person that you are, uh, decided to share winter with me. 
I think probably in the hopes of just, I'm not sure what your intent was, maybe just to just share or just to, um, you know, um, I don't know, just kind of see if I can get some um, good feelings about her. But um, in reality, um, when you did share the photo with me, and I didn't see her even in person, it was just the photo, um, was, it was a very shocking reaction that I had. Um, I couldn't breathe, and the insides of my body just started to tremor. And it was a reaction that I'd never had before. Um, I had loved your pieces. I mean, I saw several of other things that you had done and I always liked them. I'm not an art person, but I think like a lot of people who aren't into or very knowledgeable about art, I mean, you know what you like and don't like, and you can still have reactions to things. But for winter, it was definitely a reaction that I'd never had before in my life. So um, when I told you that that was my reaction, I think you were probably a bit surprised. I don't know if that was your intent is to have that kind of a physical reaction. Um, it wasn't a bad reaction, just a powerful one. Um, it wasn't a bad feeling at all. Um, but I think because of where I was at that moment and because of my history, um, this piece really spoke to me. So um, I have had um, a number of years um, where I struggled with infertility, and I ultimately have two miracle babies, which is amazing. Um, but the road to them was a very difficult one. And so I think when I first saw Winter in the picture of her, um, I had a very physical response because of just all of the things that I had gone through. Um, in my path to becoming a mother. And um, when I told you about my response, you asked me what I saw. And what I saw was a very strong, um, weathered, experienced, but still very fragile woman in her. And of course, you know, that baby could be, but not likely something that she had. It could have been a baby that she had lost, which I had experienced myself, but somehow was still attached to me and close to my heart. Mm. So I think, you know, in looking at her, it was a very emotional thing. It was a very physical reaction. Um, but after I described what I saw, your response to me was that that same description could also apply to me. And that was also very moving because as somebody who has gone through things, you don't necessarily see yourself, um, in that way or with that level of experience or damage or anything. Um, but in truth, I was that person, um, somebody who went through that. And I fortunately, like some people don't, I did have success eventually. Um, but you come out of the other side looking very different, um, weathered, um, 
I think the other thing that really got me was, in addition to her strength, was the way that it looks like she is crying and the way that it looks like tears um, coming down her face. Um, and it was just super, super powerful to me where you can be strong, you can be covered in metal, you can have rivets, you can have all of those things, but at the same time be human and show emotion and really be, you know, feeling everything that you've gone through. So absolutely winter was the first and only time in my life that I've had that kind of a reaction to art. Um, and it hasn't happened again since. I don't know if that ever will again, but because of, I think, my personal experience and um, history of what I've been going through, this was really super, super powerful for me. So it was wonderful that you shared it because I think um, once I got through the emotional and the physical response of it, I found it very healing. So it's not just, you know, having a reaction to art. It's actually what happens afterwards that I think I found so surprising because I absolutely felt uh, very different afterwards. So, um, so I appreciate that very much. And thank you for sharing because of that reason. That's, uh, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> <clears throat> Not my intention. <laughs> well, I mean, nor was it mine. And I think that, you know, anybody who's listened to this show for five minutes knows that most of the time I'm just kind of a silly clown when it comes to, like, I i don't do necessarily serious stuff. And, like, every now and then I'll sprinkle in some uh, some stuff that ends up coming across that way. And for the most part, I just like I'm doing stuff to enjoy it. A lot of my inspiration is pop culture and just stuff that I grew up with as a kid that I can't let go of. But I've also talked to a significant degree about my struggles with mental health and how art has been very therapeutic for me. And that's not necessarily the intent with this. This was actually not, as I mentioned before, how I originally planned to, to utilize the materials in this couldn't have been further from how it ended up. And I am so grateful that you not only shared your reaction, but that you were willing to come on and talk about it. But the fact that uh, it did affect you in the way that it did, I don't do anything with the intention necessarily to get a rise out of somebody or to make them create a feeling. I think we all respond to things differently. Somebody else could look at this and be like, hmm, okay, next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and they could probably do that with the majority of the stuff that I do. But you never know when something is going to connect with somebody or when you're going to have a reaction to something. And to be able to have this in that manner is really special to me. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. It's it's uh, I, I love this piece and I think I love it more knowing how powerful it became. and it became powerful because you gave it power. Well, what's interesting is that you had no idea about my story. I mean, so for you to share this with me, I mean, I don't know why you chose this particular piece to share. You had no idea about my history um, or anything like that. So you wouldn't know, you know, just by simply looking at it that, you know, that would be something that would work for me. And I think that's kind of what 
the messages that I get, even when I, you know, see your social media or see your pot or listen to your podcasts is that, um, you don't know when you're going to have some sort of a reaction and it's a joy to watch it. It's a joy to see it. And even though, like I mentioned, I'm not typically an art person. Um, I know what I like or don't like, and that's why I do watch and follow is because you, I mean, it's all very interesting. You're super talented. Um, that's clear. Um, but, and it's fun and you're funny and it's, it's amazing to listen to. Um, but, I think what's was an important message for me is that, um, and this is something that I've said to you before, um, is that um, if you're through learning, you're through. And I kind of have expanded what I look at and what I take in because of your podcast. So I look at other things differently, even there's something that I may not have looked at before. Because you never know where you're going to find either inspiration, like you do when you go thrifting. You don't know where the inspiration is going to come from. Um, you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know the experiences that you're going to have. You don't know the reactions that you're going to have to things. So I think, um, you know, there's a lot of things happening here. There's a lot of things that happen, you know, being exposed to your podcast. Um, but especially now that I met Winter, you know, having a reaction to her was pretty terrific. So. So I appreciate it very much. Well, thank you. It's um, it's just it's uh, it started off as something that I just did for me, and it it still is. Like none of my art was necessarily done, and not not just this piece, but any piece. It was just I'd have an idea and I'd want to see it through. And what whatever it was that I was struggling with at the time, uh, or not struggling with, or just inspired by, or motivated through. It just manifests in whatever the result ends up being. Mm -hmm. And to to ask or to comment on why it was that I happened to share this with you, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> have any answer for that because uh, I created her, her. She was finished on 11 February of 23. So we're coming up on just shy of a year. And this past year has been pretty significant in my life in terms of a, a tremendous amount of change and uh other influence and so forth and so i've created a, a lot of yeah. artwork and and uh it may have just been a recent piece that i had finished that i, I had shared or something that even though it didn't necessarily have a significance behind it when i was creating it i'm still proud of how it looks oh sure and you should be and like yeah. i i think when we were texting and I sent it to you, I had written and I wrote this down so that I could remember it because I thought that it was relevant when I described it. But I, I texted you that the coldness of the iron and the rivets and the weathering juxtaposed against the beauty of motherhood and flowers strikes a hard balance and redefines grace and power. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that's just kind of how I, I saw it. And that's kind of just how it all came together. I really feel like the the flowers draw your eye up towards its face, her face. And like you said, there's that, that weathering that gives the appearance as if she's crying or that there's like something just running down her face, but that translates down her entire body. Like there are there are elements where like it's obviously weathered in more so in spots than others and it's it's got a different type of patina, even if it's all just a faux finish it looks like it could have been created and then just left out 
in the elements for decades. Mm -hmm. And then you've got this flower arrangement around the head, almost like a crown, almost like like a hairstyle, but it, it just it's growing and flourishing. It's blooming where it's planted, mm -hmm. regardless of what the structure is that it's growing from. Yeah, and I think as a man, you wouldn't understand this, but of course, for <laughs> women, you know, anywhere that have gone through struggles with infertility, um, again, I've looked at her hundreds of times since you sent it to me. Um, because every time I look at her, I, I feel something different. Um, but again, it's something that's further down the path of healing. It's not that original response that I had. I have not had a repeat of that. But every time I do see her, I do have a reaction that I feel inside. It's just not as intense. But for women that have gone through um, anything with infertility, um, you know, you feel very much not human because humans can do things the fun old fashioned way and have babies and create families and do mm -hmm. things when you have to have medical intervention to do something it makes you feel fairly robotic and so when you see something like winter who does look kind of robotic um that's how you feel is that you're you know having to go through and be touched by metal and touched mm -hmm. by foreign objects and touched by hardness that you shouldn't really have to do, but you do because of that was your path. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot to really kind of say about her. I could probably go on and on, but especially I think for folks that have gone through that, and maybe that translates for other people that are going through other things as well. I don't know. My experience is just infertility, but you know, you're going to have that mix because the only reason I have my two miracle babies is because of science, mm -hmm. um, which very easily could translate to her as science fiction. Mm. So, you know, I think that's why sometimes infertility can be controversial is because of that intervention that's done in order to create families. Um, uh, I obviously err on the side of I will absolutely use science to help me create my family, which I did. Um, but it's a mix. It's definitely a mix. And I think, you know, that's kind of how we are as humans, too. We all have our paths that we've taken and we all have had some sort of an intervention for some reason, whether it be mental health, something physical, an illness, whatever. Um, we all have a story and winter just happened to speak directly to mine. Well, like I said before, you, you gave her power. And I, I can't be more grateful for you to come on and talk about how she made you feel, makes you feel. Uh, I don't know if you can notice there's an aroma in the air. Like I have the Bath and Body Works <laughs> wallflower plugins. Yes. Um, I'm a slut for those things. I freaking <laughs> love smell good stuff. But the the flavor that happens to be on the wall right now okay. is called winter. Stop it. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> and I, I absolutely love it. It smells so, so good. Um, looking at the four pieces, like autumn is my favorite because I'm, I'm a slut for fall, right? And right. I sure do love, love all of that. But when it comes to the four pieces, I think winter is absolutely the most powerful. 
Agreed. And uh, I I think this was heavy this week, and I, I certainly um, I don't think it's a downer by any stretch. I think if anything, it celebrates um, you in particular and your story, and I appreciate that. Um, I will tell folks that when spring rolls around, it'll be a lot more fun. <laughs> okay. I don't want you to think that this wasn't fun because I really absolutely enjoyed having you on the show. And it, it, it demonstrates a lot of courage for you to come on here and tell me that story and tell our listeners that story. Um, Marley mates are tremendous and I guarantee they will, they will gravitate with this. Um, but yeah, springtime will be a little, little lighter, I think. Well, I think it's important to note that this story does not have a sad ending. You know what I mean? So everything that's kind of gone on for you this year, same thing. I've had stuff going on for me this year. And even though winter started out as winter, the art piece, not winter, winter. But even though it started out as something emotional and kind of healing and that kind of thing, it's absolutely a happy ending. So I don't want people to think that there's not joy in seeing her sure i absolutely feel joy when i see her it's just that it happens to be my backstory that connects it for me um but she is absolutely beautiful and something to celebrate she is i think that's a great place to 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 close okay i I don't think i can say it better myself and i (laughs) i i appreciate um again you being here and taking time to to be with us and, and share in uh, your experience and to share with how you uh, reacted to winter. Of course. I suppose we should give a little bit of uh, that information that I typically knew with most of my pieces in order to provide kind of that visual. Winter, as I mentioned before, she was completed on 11 February of 23. So, you know, of course, not on the date day of winter but certainly knee deep in Mm -hmm. in some winter weather absolutely and um she is approximately 42 inches tall and about 16 inches across i don't know if that's from her shoulders or her hips but uh, (laughs) could be either uh, i'll take the hips you know what i'm saying (laughs) but uh had had to lighten it up a little bit (laughs) Plus, I'm just a giant child. So. <laughs> but uh, Morgan Sweet Chesh, thank you for taking the time to be on the program. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Of course, most of the rest of my stuff is just fucking clown shoes. But, you know. Stop it. It is no surprise that Marley Mates are indeed the greatest listeners in the galaxy. That's right. So whether you decide to support me by listening to the show week after week, tuning in to the Facebook Lives every now and then, or even following me on my social media pages of the Facebook and Instagram. That's greatly appreciated. But I've recently also started a merch shop. If you want to get your hands on some of the coolest Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch, head on over to Spreadshirt.com and find yours today. We've got logo stuff. We've got original artwork. There's plenty to choose from, and I'm always adding more. Also, I've recently started a Patreon page, and for just $5 a month, the cost of a mocha chocka bullshit, you could have a membership to Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where with every new subscription, I will send you a personalized video message and mention you by name in a future podcast episode. If you should wish to participate, go on over and check it out. If not, no worries. 
I love that you keep coming back for more anyways. So I will talk to you soon. Tune in next week. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy, and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.